Welcome to season two of the Shop Still podcast, a podcast for woodworkers and the maker community in general. With Joey Chalk from King Post Timberworks, Jordan Crawford from Periodic Furniture Studio, and Robin Lewis from Robin Lewis Makes. Hey, and welcome back everyone to season two of the Shop Still podcast. Feels very good to be back. I'm joined with uh, joined by my two very esteemed hosts. Uh, we've got Joey all the way from New Zealand. Joey, you there? Hey. How you going? Yeah, good. Good, good, good. And of course, from the western side of Australia, Jordan Crawford. Yeah, that's me. That's him. So, as you guys can obviously tell, we've decided to come back for another season. Um, it's we've had a, a fair bit of of response from um, a few people that have, have basically got in touch to ask us to come back for a season two, which is why we're doing this. So thank you, to, obviously, to all of them. Yep. Uh, for everyone yep. else in the show who's or listening to the show for the first time that um, isn't aware, we've um, been doing the show now probably for about, well, we, we did it for probably about, what was it, six months, I'd say? Yeah, yep. yeah, it'd be about that, yeah, something like that. And then we decided to take a break, and um, that break just got extended and extended <laughs> and extended. Yeah. But I think the reality is that it's actually been a good, it's been a good break for us because we've needed to, the three of us have sort of grown with, with that break and we've been able to expand on, on our content. So we've got some new stuff lined up for the show, which is great. Um, so I, I guess just before going any further, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to everyone who sent us messages um, uh, over the last 10 months or so. To, yeah. to, to ask where we were. Um, I know, yeah, Joey, you probably would have got the most. I guess, I mean, I, I'd, I'd get quite a few, probably once a week, I would guess, um, DMs on Instagram just saying, uh, are you guys going to do that thing again? Because we really enjoyed it. And, you know, they were coming in from all over the world, which was pretty strange. So um, that's, yeah, that's why we're doing it again. Yeah. Jordan, did you get any? Yeah, I mean, I got a surprising amount, not so much on the like email or DM front because whatever reason, but I have been working like on and off in Timbercon, one of the woodworking shops and customers constantly asked me about it. And, you know, again, probably every fortnight, I'd at least have a couple of guys ask about it. Uh, some of them said, you know, are you, are you all dead? And I said, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, I haven't really heard much from them, but I'm pretty sure they're still alive. Um, <laughs> yeah. But most of them were very supportive, and yeah, I'm I'm glad to be kind of starting it up again. Yeah, so we've just a couple that I've I just recorded a few um, to to mention on the show. These are just a handful of them. So we had um, had one from um, M and G Radiator Covers saying, "Looking forward to the podcast starting up again. I love listening to it in my own workshop." He's from from uh, uh, Belfast and Ireland. Oh, cool. Um, what, what's that? Uh, radiator covers. Radiator covers, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing not. I'm guessing it's not a car radiator. I'm guessing it's room radiator. But ah, I see. That makes more yeah. sense. I, I that, actually went to car radiators first too. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, that make yeah. more sense. I, I had to put it together uh, after I realised I stopped you. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, a nomad projects. Ha! I found you through your podcast. I've started binging it from season one. That was about three months ago. Norman, he said, really nice job. When you're going to start the podcast again? We had Andy saying, great to see a new video. That was on one of my videos. Hopefully, more to come. Any plans on continuing the podcast? Andy, we are doing that right now, so you'll be getting a new episode soon. And then uh, we had Basil who said, hey, I guess the podcast isn't returning. 
I know it was a big time and effort commitment from the three of you. Thanks for the entertainment, education, and insight you shared. So, Basil, I hate to prove you wrong, but uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're coming back for season two. Yep, we're doing this just to spite your comments, Basil. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone say thanks to Basil. Yeah, thanks, Basil. Thanks, Basil. So... Um, for, again, for those of you who don't know um, who the three of us are, if you're starting this for the first time, uh, myself, my name's Robin Lewis. I have a woodworking uh, shop up in the north of Queensland. It's a place called Townsville, and um, I have come from a hobby scenario, and I've slowly been moving more and more into a... Um, I guess a commercial side of things, where I've gone from it strictly being a hobby to now becoming uh, a, a part-time business. I do this on the side, and it's and it's growing. And, and since the last season, it's grown quite a bit. So it, it's quite that's exciting. Nice. So yeah. so that that's the the element that I bring into it. Um, Joey, do you want to just give us a, a bit of a, yeah. a background on who you are? Uh, Joey Chalk. I've been um, woodworking, furniture making forever uh, since I was just a kid. I have a, a um, commercial business. I've got a 200 square meter workshop and I have one uh, employee and we make anything that is mostly made out of timber and uh, could be literally anything. So, um, and that's just what I do every day, all day long, making stuff. That's that um, the the t-shirt design. I think it's a t-shirt t- design ah, yeah. that you've got. Yeah. Um, and there's a little plug for Joey. He sells t-shirts. Ooh. It's the one where you, is it, is it the we take oh. big 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 bits of wood and turn them into small bits of wood or something Hang like on. that? I've got to just unzip my hoodie so I can read it. What does it say? Um, uh, making big wood into smaller, more complex wood for ages. Oh, I love that. I think that's so cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, Jordan. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I bring in the uh, youthful and good-looking approach to the podcast. Um, yeah, says him, says yeah. himself. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm uh, I'm a bit of a a mutt, I guess, in, in all regards. I've been, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of different things over the time, but my main background was in uh, theatre, doing sets and stuff, and then I moved That's into right. furniture making and started my own mm. business, uh, which uh, is no longer active because I decided after, uh, after injury and, and having to rush to get back into, well, not copious amounts of debt, uh, I was taking on too many <laughs> little jobs that just weren't doing the bills, and I thought, stuff it, I'm going to change it up. So now I'm yeah. running a uh, wooden surfboard business where I'm doing like supplying kits all over the world and mm. that's kind crazy. Of making cool things out of small bits of wood this time. So, yeah. So yeah. I think you've probably had the biggest overall change, it seems like, in that 10 month gap. It, um, it has been an epic amount of change. So, it. Last time I remember we talked about what you were up to. You had all these issues getting the the laser from China, and the, you yes. know, the laser tube was broken yes. and all sorts. That's so right. Assuming, assumingly, that all got sorted to, to some degree, and now you're like just somehow changed your business into surfboard kits. Like, tell us what the hell that is. <laughs> How does it I'm, work? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it certainly hasn't been smooth sailing, as you said. Um, starting with a laser and then into other things like materials and a lot of stuff. But this change has been, I mean, a lot of sleepless weeks. Uh, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm still basically just working 14 hours a day and, and not stopping trying to keep yeah. up with it. But yeah. it's been 
I mean, I don't know how to even explain it because it's been just so immersive, like, of everything for me. It's been my life. But essentially, with the change, I came up with a few designs of these hollow core wooden surfboards, which aren't aren't an original idea by any means, but the way that I implement them and the way that I've developed them is quite unique because I've managed to remove the need for a lot of specialised machinery or expensive machinery. So you don't need a thickness, you don't need a bandsaw, you don't need anything to re-saw anymore. Hmm. Um, And through that... I basically was able to introduce a few designs. I didn't really think it was going to take off, um, but it's now been this constant game of chasing my tail, trying to keep up while still developing the product, doing the manual and stuff. So the change itself was a result of a lot of stagnating time. Mm. Um, It was basically I had to have faith in what I was doing is going to enough to kind of pick up the amount of you know the stuff that comes with running a business like yeah you know rent doesn't stop coming out yeah, power exactly. doesn't stop coming out yeah. you know bills continue to come in uh and when the cash flow stops yeah, man. It, yeah, the it bills keep comes, coming <laughs> that's right so it was a lot of uh blind faith and it seems to be paying off which is nice so presumably in that 10 months you've gone from zero to where you are now and you're now like exclusively just making these surfboard kits uh, for most of your income, presumably? Uh, yep, that's it. So I've gone from... Well, exactly right. So I do still do a little bit of work at TimberCon because I'm not quite at the point where I yep. need to be. But mm. um, it's only one day a week that I'm there. So, you know, it's not a lot. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm full-time doing the surfboard kits now. So I, I cut them in-house. I treat everything in-house, do all the packaging, do all the plan prints, do the, everything. Um, and, there's, and, there's, and assumably, assumably, it's breaking even at least at this point? Uh, most most months. Yeah. Not oh, every wow. month. Yeah, it, it's, cool. But, I mean, it's, it's also the thing I have to tell myself is I have not marketed this in any way, shape, right. or form other mm, than right. a few YouTube how-to videos. Right. Like, I've, I've not... I've not you know, tried to get other YouTubers or Instagrammers to give shout outs in that way of marketing. And I've also not paid any ads online. It's just people are finding it because they want it. And there's obviously a, a pretty big niche. That's like, cool. My, my biggest repeat customer other than Australia, of course, um, is Germany and Switzerland. They're kind of equal wow. at the moment. And Switzerland uh, Switzerland's, is it's a surfboards. landlocked country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like uh, okay. I mean, I'll send it to you. No worries. Um, what What's the if you don't mind me asking, George? What's the shipping on that? So it depends it, on well, if it's let, like. Let me a, rephrase the question: Is it is it quite he- is it quite heavy the shipping, or is it not really that that bad? It, it's not heavy. It is very large in the cubic volume because it's yeah. if you'll say like a shortboard's a two meter long box. Um, oh, geez, yeah. And I have somehow, <laughs> I don't know how, have managed to get TNT to give me a really good deal and I'm able to send them for about 150 to 180 oh. bucks express. What? So, this like, if you're, if you're in Europe, you'll have it in three days. Wow. Uh, and, like, I, I do, I've built into the cost just a small portion, so 30, right. like, I cover 30 bucks of the shipping on all orders. Right. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, you know, like it's pretty. 
pretty quick and I think it's reasonable for a two meter long box. So that's oversized in anyone's eyes. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it's a frame, it's a lot cheaper because it's in a smaller box, of course, like 40 bucks to wow. 70 bucks, depending on how remote. But yeah, it's pretty cheap, really, and for what it is. Maybe uh, we should maybe reiterate for some of the people who don't know that, uh, um, am I right that you actually are laser cutting all of the components and they kind of just click together, I guess, and glue together? Is that what's happening? Essentially, yeah. I mean, uh, if you've seen National Geographic here in Australia, I'm sure there's similar stores everywhere. You do those dinosaurs out of wood that slot together yep. and they form <laughs> this weird look. Uh, that's essentially what I am making, um, just a lot larger. A and frame, like, a, like you do like a scaffolding. Yeah, essentially. And then, like, uh, how do I... Like, on top of the frame, I do the rails, I do the nose blocks, I do the deck skins... Wow. Hardware, like everything is included other than the fiberglassing and huh. actual glues. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a pretty That's intense so cool. product to, to do with one person. Um, but, you know, I think very soon it will be a two person operation by the way it's going yep. with any luck yeah. anyway. Wow. That's so, awesome. so overall, definitely a successful move in terms, because I remember at the end of last season it was. You were really on that on that fence, and you've sort of alluded to it a bit um, earlier on. But you were really on that on that fence. You could go either in a good way or a bad way. Has this been the right decision? I believe it will be. I, I believe it is the right decision. I will believe it is still the right decision after I actually get the time to do some marketing and see the mm -hmm. the dollars I need to come in. If if it wasn't for the fact that I had this building, which is very expensive in rent. Uh, I would probably say, yeah, it's been absolutely worth it in every wow, way. Yeah. But because yeah. of the amount of downtime and the amount of bills that came in, yeah. it's elevated that dollar of uh, negative in my name <laughs> and I kind of have to hit a much higher threshold than I probably had to, ha would have had to if I didn't have this building just to keep on top of everything, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, um, overheads, like, man. Overheads can creep up on you real quick. Yeah, so it's it's. Let's just put it this way: I've never had more debt in my life than I am in right now. <laughs> right. But but I'm still smiling. Like a so it's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still smiling, and stuff is going well. That's yeah, crazy. good, good. So, um, Joe, how about you? What's happened over the last ten months? Well, I'm not sure. I think at the, the last episode I recorded was um, just before my wife had our second child, I think. Yep. Um, so, yep, now we're living with two little kids, and that's really changed uh, a lot in, in the way that I am finding I can work. Um, mm. I, up until that point, I was able to do some uh, computer work at home, and generally I would kind of play with designs and things in SketchUp um, kind of after dinner. And I usually could find a couple of hours every night to do that. And yeah. that's just non-existent time at the moment. Um, there's no way. In fact, I'm completely, I don't even have a computer at my home because there's no way I can get on, on it while I'm there. I can't do any work with the kids there. So, so is that from uh, the perspective of mum used to be with bub number one? 
and yep. then you could work. Whereas now, mum's with bub number one, and you're with bub number two at all times. Pretty much, or you know, or one of us will have both of them, and you're just kind of like eyes in every direction, trying to make sure the house doesn't burn down. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, especially our two kids are so different personality-wise; they're into completely different things, and it's very it's a bit tough, but you know. Uh, so big ups to all the mums out there because man, it's a hard job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that so that's changed my workflow in that I now have to do find time to do that kind of uh, work in the work day, and that has certainly slowed down some of my production. Um, while it's so it's super important to get drawings down and quotes out. Otherwise, you know, work's not coming in. But in the same mm. token, work's got to go out so money can come in. So it's definitely um, a way up there. And I, I, I'm still just kind of um, fighting my way through, you know, what to do first and any, any given hour in the day. So, um, so that kind of compounded with, I think it was, just looking at my calendar, uh, mid-April, we just suddenly work stopped coming in and that went on for probably the better part of three weeks and just nothing came in and um you know it's frightening but we had work to carry on with but at the end of those three weeks there was almost nothing lined up and the you, cash you know flow that the, it's going to stop yeah yeah um so work that's eventually, the scary term yeah work eventually came in which you know it always does but it's that downtime where the cash flow completely stops and then that month all the bills go out and then you're just completely emptied out and you're like what is happening next week you know someone's got to give me a deposit because we need you know i need a few hundred bucks <laughs> and yeah. um, it really gets and then down. you start thinking about selling your kidneys or something yeah. just to, you're like yeah. oh what's that box of stuff up there i can put on you know just sell it <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> um so that kind of got pretty desperate we're we're still feeling the effects now but i've um just been kind of you know head down just smashing the jobs out as fast as i can just to kind of recoup some of that cash flow in a, in a faster time period. and um, So is it still mostly one-off custom furniture that you're working in or is it kind of changed up to be more flat panel? Because no, I see you doing a lot, of, a lot of kitchen fit-outs, Joe. Yeah, a lot of cabinetry work. Um, and I've been taking it on really quickly because it's really easy to make a box. Um, it's even easier if you're dealing with a pre-finished panel as much as I don't like working with it. If you're dealing with a pre-finished panel and you make a box, you put some edging tape around it and make up some doors and throw them on it, it's really quick to do that kind of kind of thing and, you know, throw it in, throw it in a bedroom and you've got a wardrobe. Um, and, and am I right in thinking you have the new Lamello, well, a yes, new Lamello? I have uh, that. It's not the biscuit. What are they called well, again? It, the, um, it's a, called a Zeta, uh, Zeta P. Zeta, yeah. Um, it's essentially a biscuit joiner that wobbles. And, um, uh, yeah, so that has actually changed a lot of how I plan jobs. Um, I don't necessarily mm. use it as it's been designed to be used for, like, making flat pack type furniture, but I use its connections in areas that would otherwise be difficult, and um, it makes life very easy. Most importantly, doing mitres. You can mitre a box up, a veneered panel box, and the mitres are just pristinely perfect, mm. and uh, it's nice. 
Because you could, it's kind of self-clamping in the way that you lock it in, right? It's yeah, there's, there's two versions, well, there's two main um, connectors on this machine. Um, one is called a Tenso, and it is, acts as a clamp. And as you put the two parts of the connector together, put some glue in the joint, and it's going to apply something like 15 kilos of force onto that joint. Um, and that's good for some things. The other version is a, called a Clamex, and it is a cammed uh, connector. So you have a, all you see is a six millimeter hole, which you put an Allen key into, turn it, and it applies 80 kilos of force onto that joint. And that's the one I use most of the time. And so on the inside of a cabinet, you'll end up with a couple of six millimeter holes and you can put a little screw head sticker on top of that and uh, it's gone. And you, you had this machine in last season, didn't you? I'm sure you bought this last I think I just season. got it, yeah. Yeah, you did, yeah. 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 But that has I mean, definitely become a big part of how I plan my jobs out. Just for the, like, for the guys that aren't aware of this machine, and I, I'm guessing most people aren't because it's quite a niche mm. sort of machine, you yep. could probably describe it in a similar way as the new uh, Festool, is it the knockdown dominoes? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the domino has those new hidden dominoes That's where right. you have the, the either the screw head that comes through to expand it. That's right. It's essentially that, but for a biscuit joining a, style machine. Right. Yep. Yeah. And it's way simpler than the, the domino version. Um, yeah. Yeah. It does look like a much better system to me, but yeah. I don't think I need one for surfboards anymore. Um, so yeah we make use of that uh, as best we can Um, if anyone's been following my Instagram lately I've just finished this birch plywood reception desk and if I didn't Mm -hmm. have the lamello for that I could not have done the job so um, I specifically designed it with those connectors in mind just so I could kind of make use of what it can do yeah Yeah. it's it's funny listening to the, the story about the, the work coming in. Um, for, for those of you who don't know, Joey put out an, what would you call it, an article or just a yeah, publication? It's uh, yeah, just something that was in my brain and I wrote it and now it's mm. a thing. <laughs> and, and in that, uh, one of the first things is if you're going to be a woodworker, you'll probably never be rich. And it's yep. so funny yep. listening to you talk about this because you're a highly um, skilled, pre- presumably you, you, you're well known in the area and yet you still have these these slumps yeah. and, yep. there's, and there's just there's nothing you can do about it it's just the nature of the craft that's right yeah. Yeah. I think it's across the board too I mean the amount of guys I know or have kind of caught up with through work or other means that are struggling to find work mm. is crazy and these are guys that were drowning in work and had crews of 10, 15 guys on staff yeah, and now and now it's gone. But then in other fields, like maintenance work, it's kind of going through the roof on this side anyway. Right. Like, well, well, it, up the road from me is a is a woodworking studio. Probably the biggest. It's called Studio Double. It's probably the biggest woodworking studio in Townsville. And I had this conversation with the the owner there, and in his mind, he believes that custom furniture is on the increase. He's seeing more demand for it all of a sudden. So I guess, you, you, you know, it's, it's that ebb and flow. So as you say, some people were well, in the money seat and then it just, it just changes. There's n- nothing that can predict that. Interestingly, um, I actually contacted, during that slump, I actually contacted somebody, uh, I won't say who, that we know in Australia who's a 
prominent um, woodworker, and he was saying that he's also finding it difficult to find enough jobs to come in and was supplementing his work with um, some of his old daytime job that he used to do. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting that at the same time, there's the same kind of um, vibe happening with um, the industry. And yeah. yeah. And, and so in the same sentence of me saying there was not much work coming in for me, I was pricing like I've never priced jobs before in that time. Which always underpricing or no, over? I was just work was coming in. Oh right, you're sending out quotes. I'm sending out quotes yeah. three a day. Interesting for that time, which I've never quoted so much ever. And I'm like, well, if we get all this job, all this work, I'm going to have to get someone else. And if all this comes through this month, it's, we're going to be, you know. Up so the, the interest is there. People want it. Well, but maybe they just but now, can't afford it. See, what's it. interesting is, well, I don't know what went on because now the leads, you know, those um, those jobs coming in for quotes have dropped off back to a normal rate, and mm. works coming in at a more normal rate. Um, mm. So it was just like a weird. Blip. <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain it. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so that was a big thing, a big part, uh, anyway, of this last few months. Um, and on the YouTube side of things, I have really not done anything mm-hmm. because of that. I haven't had time to make videos because I've just been like, I've got to get smash these jobs out and get them out the door. Um, yeah. But interestingly, I was contacted by a company called Paperclip. And they've developed this new software which uh, will extract my audio voice, turn it into Spanish, and plug it back into the video. So I've now launched uh, Kingpost Timberworks in Spanish, in Espanol, and it's interesting. And it's going they, to a whole new the, audience. Are they the guys that do it like a dollar a word or um, something? Is it no, a dollar a word? No, I a dollar have, a minute, I should say. Yeah, I have heard, I've seen that th- these guys are just, they. what they do is start up a new channel right. and I get percentage of anything that channel makes. So yeah. um, I don't have to do anything and at some point that channel will start earning ad revenue and we share in the, the income from that channel. That's pretty cool. It's is it, really is it just subtitled idea. or is it really bad dubs? Like um, it's definitely it's, a, it's voiced over. over. There's no subtitles, and they yeah, use right. uh, they use a, a voice which is generated to sound something in the in the region of what I sound like, but in a Spanish um, uh, voice, and it it flows really nice. It doesn't sound like you know Stephen Hawking or anything. Yeah, and. Hmm. Um, and it's just a, another good way of getting the content I make to a whole different audience who probably will appreciate it if they're into woodwork. Yeah. And and is it? Do you know if it's generated audio? Because when I listen, when I watch one of those videos, I just assumed it was voice voiceover. A person had done that. No, this is the crazy new software. It's all they just ah. pump it in. It takes twenty four hours per video. They reckon to kind of render it and do everything, and the computer software does everything. Oh wow! Yeah, that's really good because, as I say, yeah. I didn't didn't even know that it sounded so realistic. Yeah, it's crazy cool. So it's yeah, interesting little fun fact. So to all of our Spanish listeners out there, you um, <laughs> yeah. watch Joey in your native tongue. Yes, um, Espanol. 
That's it's probably worth, I don't think we've really t talked about the YouTube side of things. Um, one of the, last season, one of the big, the, the main talking points of this podcast was, as well as just woodworking in general, it was the YouTube side of things. So mm. all three of us are very um, involved in the YouTube scene. Last year, we did a, a, a YouTube maker meetup down in, in Brisbane. So we're really involved in the YouTube side of things. And then obviously Instagram as well. So yeah, um, yeah. I think YouTube would probably be the bigger one though. Yes. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I mean, you've been a little bit more active from what I can tell anyway, Robin, but I'm mm. getting withdrawals from not having regular <laughs> yeah. content go out. Like, yeah. I'm getting really antsy and I've got this list that's just growing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to actually start doing these projects again. So yeah, for all the people who have been asking me via um, Instagram, I am working on a couple of new videos as we speak. So there is something at least in the pipeline. Talking about videos, John, how does your how do your how-to videos? Because I guess you're not really using those as a as a way of getting. You know, you're not expecting one of those videos to go viral because it's a no. it's a companion to what you're selling. So, I mean, is there any expectation in those videos? Mm, I have been doing a lot of, uh, let's say, self evaluation of past videos and and mm. whatnot. So, for the expectation of the videos from me, it's not an expectation of it going viral or getting thousands of views because it's to a very small audience. But it's just to have quality that makes my brand seem like it's well thought out, makes it feel like we're passionate, which we are. Well, mm. I am. I say we because it, I'm, I don't know, probably got multiple personalities. And it's just that quality <laughs> front. Um, like, I have been putting videos out, but I haven't advertised them to any of my social media where it has large numbers because it's not to that audience. Yeah. Right. So it's on a separate channel, which is purely just, you know, you've got one of my surfboard kits. This is right. how you build it. Oh, cool. uh, here's a few alternatives. Uh, the list really of projects I have. It's such a smart idea. If you, you're, make, you're buying a product and you, you have to make it yourself, having kind of essentially a step-by-step -step video right there is, is genius. That's it. Like, I, I'm so much better with presentation on camera than I am in writing yeah mm. but I, I've also realized that not everyone is in the same like I, I personally have to read something multiple times if I'm to understand it whereas on a video I can watch it I understand it right away yeah um, I was so, just about to say yeah I thought you were going like, to say you prefer reading I was going to say I'm the exact I get to word number five and my eyes are closing and I'm falling asleep I just <laughs> yeah. cannot do the reading thing but videos um, pick it up like that yeah, and so as like as a result of that, I've actually it's been a month of every single day working on this book for the for the instruction guide. Wow, uh, it's it's not even. I mean, the the written part's done. It's just the photos and stuff, which take time now. Yeah, um, because I've had that customer feedback. But the videos to me are way easier. Uh, but they're not not the videos that I'm wanting to kind of do if you if that makes sense i want to mm. do more unique builds something a bit different quirky mm -hmm. um where i can get creative in the editing and all sorts of stuff so be a youtuber yeah yeah exactly yeah. all right robin so what has been going on with you then so i don't think i've had a huge i'm certainly not as big an overhaul as you jordan but i think it's just been a it's just been 10 months of continuing along the same trajectory that 
I was on during last season, but it's my situation has improved far more than I thought it would. So my, at the end of last season, my goal was really to start making this, this, this hobby into more of a part-time business. So right. for those of you that don't know, I started on YouTube. YouTube is what introduced me into woodworking. So I was, I was doing renovation and DIY videos. That introduced me to woodworking. I then started making woodworking videos, realized that I really enjoy this as a hobby, started doing it and then thought, well, let me see if I can take this commercially because in terms of YouTube, um, it's, it's never been a financial success for me. Mm. So You've had a few viral videos, haven't you? Or close to viral, that I would explain it as. Like your concrete counter and that charging station. Like those, yeah. those got huge numbers, right? Yeah, so those are the two videos that did well. And both of them have a very interesting story, which I'll summarize. The first <laughs> one is the, the concrete countertop video, right? So I am now a woodworker. I'm a fully-fledged woodworker. I do woodworking. But the one video on my channel that's doing well is my concrete <laughs> countertop video. So the YouTube <laughs> algorithm must be pulling its hair out because it's just yeah. saying, why do you keep putting out woodworking videos? You're a concrete <laughs> countertop guy. And I, and, and I think that's why, that's why my, one of the reasons why my channel suffers right. is because the, the algorithm's never going to promote and, and, and I'm saying that's one of the reasons so obviously you know the quality of my videos we're, we're, we're talking outside of that but that's yeah. one of the reasons is yeah it's from, from YouTube's perspective I'm just all over the place and then the other one was that uh, wireless charging table which did yeah. so well on Reddit I got to the front page of Reddit and anyone who <laughs> knows Reddit's like wow what an honour that video exploded for three days and then stopped. Right. And then that was it. It just, it's, it's disappeared into the background. So I have had success, but certainly not a consistent success, that type of success that you need to, 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 um, to, to call being a YouTuber a, mm. you know, a, yeah. a, a business or financial success. Yeah. So with, with that in mind, the, the woodworking commercially has, has been the goal and it's been picking up and it's been doing really well to the point now where I'm, I'm working on three projects at the moment. One I had to, I almost said I wasn't going to do it and then they twisted my arm so I'm, I'm back on it now. <laughs> um, I've, I'd, I'd say, and, and I don't say this in a, in a, this is not in like a, I'm that busy, but it's got to the point where I've lost track of the number of projects I've done this year for right. customers. So it's, it's, cool. really, it's really picked up. And um, for those of you who, don't, uh, who, who weren't in on season one, last year in June, I had my first child. So listening to Joey's stories about having a kid, <laughs> I totally understand because, yeah, it's, it, man, it takes, it takes a lot of time away from it. So now at the moment, I'm working a full-time job. I'm doing woodworking on the side and I've just got a kid. So it's at some point... Could even be in this season. Some point, something's going to get gonna, rid of the kids. Something's going to have Yeah, something's going to have to give. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 good to be in the situation because this is exactly where I wanted to be. Where I'm now having to look at both scenarios and think, oof, you know, it's it's getting. I'm that busy that I'm I'm going to have to start making yeah, decisions. Something I just started, which maybe both you guys would, um, you know take something away from and I am already so for the first time so you know how you get a, a big wall planner like a year planner that's got all the months mm. yep uh, some rep came and dropped one off and I was like oh yeah fine put it on the wall so what I actually started doing 
right from January, uh, right on the day that we finish any job in the workshop. And now looking at six months in, I can already see like uh, a pattern of how many jobs we can get out the door a month. Yeah. And you can see where the slump is. I can see where it was a busy time. And I'm hoping at the end of the year to, to look back and see like all these kind of spots on the on the wall and take something away from it even if it's just a, a reference point for next year if we can beat mm, it yeah or, like um, vi- visualize it yeah in actual and i think that probably for jord it probably help a lot seeing getting an idea and a visual idea of where the busy period is where for so for future planning you can work out when you might need to take on staff for a christmas rush type of thing mm. and then yeah and then you know, tell, tell them to go away after that. <laughs> well, that, that's that's the biggest thing that I have against saying, oh, come in, I need some help. Yeah, no worries. Is yep. the fact that this week it's going to be flat out. Yep. But yep. next week they might not be anything for you. Yep. And I feel like I can't really bring someone in just for that quick, that so, quick boost on the expectation that they're getting a job. It so has to be... what we do, which I felt exactly like you, is... Um, my employee is full-time, part-time. So he's guaranteed work from 8 a.m. till midday every day. Yeah. And that's all he's contracted for. If we're busy, he can carry on working and as long as he likes. But yeah, when yeah. the work slumps back off, uh, it's just a four hours in the morning. And that's a really good way of getting that extra help when you need it. And because of labor laws and stuff in both of our countries, you know, we can't just fire people. So yeah, um, yeah. you have to have some kind of agreement. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that, that's exactly where I think it will end up for me is that sort of situation. But Yeah. It's, it's, it's reliability. Yeah. yeah. It's a big, exactly. It's a big way. Yeah. Yep. Isn't it funny how last season it, the talk was, it was always, you two guys are doing it commercially and I'm trying to get there commercially. Now you guys are talking about hiring people and I'm still just trying to get there commercially. <laughs> I'll catch up. Like it's, it's, it, it's a game of catch up, basically. <laughs> sounds like it's happening though, Robin. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. We've decided long-term plan. So um, because we've just had a child, well, it's been a year, but my, we've, we're trying to do my wife stays at home and looks after the child and, and I am the sole income. Yeah. But what we'll do is once the... Uh, my kids slash kids grow up and go to school. My wife's going to go back to full time work, mm-hmm. and then then I'll then I'll quit my job and do this full time. Right. Obviously, yeah, obviously well, under yeah. the the assumption that I've I've continued to grow my clientele. But at yeah. that point, then we can rely on someone else's full time income. And you yeah, know, yeah. I was just listening to um, uh, what podcast is it uh, with Guy Dunlap and. Um, Oh, against the grain? No. Yeah, against the grain. Uh, it is against the grain, yeah. Yeah, yeah. their fiftieth episode, um, and they were talking almost about this exact same thing, where um, they were saying, "Look, if you have a day job, just keep the bloody day job and just do it as a part-time thing. <laughs> like mm. you're going to yeah. get paid way better than um, going to be a full-time woodworker." So I think Robin having that plan of um, a long-term strategy to get there is super, super smart. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and, and listening exactly. to—that's why I was so interested listening to you talk about how the the, the money just stopped coming in and the work just stopped coming in mm. because 
yeah, in, it, it must, well, you know, when you're paying for the roof of your head, and, and not to bang on about it, but it, geez, it must be pretty terrifying to be in that situation when you're, <laughs> yeah. when you're the sole breadwinner. Yep, it can be. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, not that I am complaining about this by any means, but I had this uh, bundle of bricks fall down on me, let's say, when work wasn't coming in, even though it should have been, and I had just finished kind of consolidating all the expenses of the last however many months, and I realised right. just, how, just how bad it had gotten. Yeah, and then my par- partner goes, I think I might go back to uni. Okay. And, and my like everything just sinks inside of me. I'm like, oh, oh no! Yeah. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm excited for it, but still, it was. Uh, That's crazy. Being the being the only income and having this amount of stuff going on made me reevaluate a few things. Yeah, but it's still good. It's still good. I'm loving it. Okay, so in terms of the season two and what we're going to be doing with it, we've we've bounced around a few ideas. We've one of the one of the goals is to have a number of new segments. So if you're familiar with what the show was last season, we're going to try and evolve on that and, and try and bring some new, what we'll call segments, just different types of uh, points of view on certain aspects to the show. And then there'll be just sort of a familiar points for everyone. And then we're also trying to, well, we're hoping to get some people onto the show. We're going to try and focus on interviewing people a little bit more so people in the industry be it you know particularly woodworking or maybe the woodworking youtube side of things just try and get some outsiders into the show and bring a different a different side of things to it so it's not just the three of us talking shop yeah. every week and uh time schedule instead of week will be fortnightly i believe mm. that's, that's the right. other big change yeah, yeah fortnightly yeah. and we're not doing the live show anymore which is um, I hope not going to break too many hearts out there, but we just, we can't, we want to really focus on the improving the production quality this, this season and really focus on that. So while the live show was a lot of fun, we couldn't, we couldn't give it that, that, that clean value that we wanted to. So this slightly polished, this, yeah, slightly <laughs> yeah, polished. Yeah. So this, this season we're going to be focusing on it just audio. So we'll have, It'll be up on iTunes. Uh, there'll be a YouTube video of it, so you can listen to it if you want. And then maybe, maybe during the season, once or twice, we'll do a, a quick feature where we do a live show as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Um, that's about all. This is just was just a quick intro to say we're back and who we are. So anyone who's new to the show, feel free to go back to. Um, iTunes and have a listen to season one. All the episodes are there. You can get onto it, and then be sure to look out for the next episode. Uh, the next, yeah, the next episode of season two that'll be next week. All right. So, is there anything from you guys that you want to end off on? Um. All right. No. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. All right, everyone. Sweet. Well, th- thanks for tuning back in, and we'll see you all again in episode number two. See ya. Catches. <laughs>